I'm Lin-Manuel Miranda, and you're listening to Hard Knock Life. Welcome to Hard Knock Life. I am Keith Chow. I'm Brittany Monet. Hi, I'm Dominic Ma. The gang is all here. Yeah. Finally. How you been? It's been a while. Shouldn't have left you. Without a dope podcast. To As step. they say. Forgive me if I missed what y'all are discussing in the last three couple weeks. Did you do some conjecturing about Black Panther 2 and theorizing about such? I know Nate and Brittany had a whole segment about what yeah. is and what isn't in Wakanda forever yeah great yeah it was mainly me talking about how Namor looks great though mm-hmm. <laughs> at least in that merch leak yeah mm-hmm. and then just who we would pick is T'Challa from a different universe coming in as T'Challa basically because mm-hmm. we both agree that it can't be you know the established MCU earth of mm-hmm. T'Challa coming back so yeah that was pretty much what we talked about. That's funny because I was just thinking about this because I finally saw the cardboard stand uh, thing advertising uh, Wakanda Forever in the theater the other day. I was like, oh, that is physically happening. Like, this is Oh, really? I was about to say, I haven't seen any marketing whatsoever. Yeah. And it has nothing on it, just the title. Oh. <laughs> it is Wakanda Forever. But it is a big, it is like the big, you know, stand that they put up in movie theaters when something is But it is out. wild that it's coming out in November yeah. and we haven't seen anything from it wild and yet we sort of understand what <laughs> why. sure yeah but yeah i'm glad you talked about it and i was i mean like it's weird with all this multi-dimensional incursional stuff that seems like the cleanest answer right just bring one in from a different universe even though that's wacky that's like it's like easy now in the system they've set up relatively easy I would what say. would be the resistance to doing that because i know that there are some people who don't want it to be a you know, multiversal variant. And I don't understand, like, what is the problem of, we have, like Dominic said, this clean in-story reason why T'Challa looks like a different actor. Mm-hmm. I mean, relatively clean. It's still totally weird and insane. Sure, but it's clean in, in the sense it's in-story, you know? Yeah, like, I feel like, you know, they have to come up with some reason why our T'Challa is no longer there. If they have to, unfortunately, I know they didn't want to kill off T'Challa but I feel like that's unfortunately the only way to make a cleaner transition of it being a T'Challa from a different universe and I don't know some people don't want that but it's just like you're gonna it's it's different when they do different Batman movies because it's an entire like reboot it's not like necessarily continuing the same story for the most part so it's really hard to just like especially the way the MCU set up you can't just like you know, okay, it's harder now. I know some people are like, well, what about Don Cheadle? But I feel like it was early on where it didn't matter, but we've had enough performances from Chadwick Boseman in the MCU to be like, yeah, you know, he's definitive T'Challa and someone else in the role. Even if they're good, it's not going to be the same. And I feel like it's going to, in a way, still make people be like, oh, maybe they didn't cast the right guy after they cast someone, you know? Like, I just feel like it's really hard, like, situation to navigate. And unfortunately, I think the best way is if it's a different T'Challa, because then you can't be like, oh, well, he doesn't act like Chadwick. Or, you know, it's like, well, yeah, like, it's just how it is. You know, you have two different people. 
and they're not going to play the same character the same way. That's just how it is. And I think the introduction of incursions can be another avenue where it's not necessarily like a variant, but you know, isn't the idea of incursions that universes are starting to blend? So it doesn't have to be like, you know, the TVA Loki kind of going in one door, coming out another door. You know what I mean? It's just like, now that there's this idea of incursions, it could be this other universe with their T'Challa somehow incurs into our universe and and the Mm -hmm. resolution is when T'Challa survives and it just happens to be that T'Challa played by a different actor. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's it's an unfortunate situation to have to resolve, right? Because the real world incurred into the fantasy world of the MCU. And but I mentioned this last week too. It's it's the same problem when Carrie Fisher died. You could just Mm -hmm. easily say, well, why don't you just recast Carrie Fisher for the ninth Star Wars movie? And then you could have done the original plan because the whole idea is the ninth movie was Leia's movie, but she died. So mm-hmm. they had to rework the whole thing. We got Rise of Skywalker. They should have just recast her. Shirley MacLaine could have played Princess Leia or whatever, right? You can't do that. You can't just recast someone as iconic in the role. It's 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 not the same, right? It's not the same thing as Batman or James Bond. This is a very, you know, meticulously created universe. Mm-hmm with these actors in particular like you can't just have you know joseph quinn show up as now i'm i'm iron man again you know what i mean it just it's not going to happen yeah so i yeah we're still going off theories and inference right not any like yeah we don't know we don't know how they're going to deal with right we have no idea how they'll deal with chadwick's death and what if they deal with it at all I still think it's fine if they did not have a Black Panther character and it was about a Wakanda ensemble, but I don't know. I think it kind of, well, I I, I don't know. There's Reddit leaks going around now, but you never know how true they are, that it's definitely going to be a war between Wakanda and the, are they called Atlanteans? Yeah. Basically, and they need someone, I don't know where T'Challa is in it, but they they think that it's T'Challa showing up, but apparently it's Killmonger. And Mbaku becomes the king of uh, Wakanda. And like they don't kill Neymar, but I know they get into a fight and yeah, something like that. Yeah. That's kind of what I've read, but I don't know how true that's going to be. I just, we know Neymar's I, in it. We just I, don't know. I bet that's what it is. I mean, I think Wakanda versus Atlanta is a great concept as an mm-hmm. overall structure. And, you know, they're saying it'll be like a sort of mayan-ish right mayan-inspired re, 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 reconceptualization of atlanta atlanta at <laughs> or atlantis <laughs> or atlanta well, ironically shot it, in atlanta definitely, definitely filmed atlanta that's one thing we know for sure but about atlantis and uh, inspired by the mayans and uh, that's really ambitious good go you know that's very ambitious that's just all i say right now oh, but yeah. uh, but a great but a great concept yeah it's interesting too right like because dc's reimagined of their atlantean heroes as pacific islander and now mm-hmm. marvel's reimagining their atlantis as like as you said this kind of mayan aztec you know ancient <laughs> where yeah, are all the uh the, cast the pacific islander right right well yeah the atlantean culture a is cultural overhaul specifically in a way right. that... pi right 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 mm-hmm. uh, but, but what's cool about the jason momoa casting is that like now every time they even cast aquaman and like you know voice acting in animation they, they always cast a pacific islander actor now so it's kind of hey like, how about that you know cooper andrews plays him in that king of atlantis series on hbo max and you know anyway so we'll find out everything we need to know about 
Wakanda Forever, I'm sure. Yeah, sorry, I don't know. We at Comic Con, which is this weekend. Oh, I, this was a great segue, Dominic. Yeah, I'm, I'm giving you credit. I forgot. Comic Con is this weekend. The real deal Comic Con, where everyone is gathering into the convention center in San Diego. I'm having some real FOMO finally. I, I decided I'm not going, but as things are starting to get announced, I'm like, oh, oh, kinda, you kind of wish so I break. I'm over it. I'm a professional old head. I don't need to do any of that stuff anymore. Now, Keith, now, because I am too. I mean, I get the, I get it. Right. Well, particularly when we got the invite to attend the Marvel panel and Warner Brothers Hall H panel, that's when the FOMO really came. Invite. <laughs> hmm. So well, we will have coverage. It just won't be me doing it. Are they that's controlling the first time, like the huge line thing at all, or are they not? Oh, I'm sure there's still a huge lines of people camping out overnight, but press always okay. gets the access. We don't have to wait in line if you're press. Oh, well, that's that's that information would have been helpful three years ago. But anyway, <laughs> it's fine. Well, we didn't get the invite three years ago, unfortunately. Yeah, but we did. We're going to be covering the Marvel yeah. panel and the DC yeah. panel this year. Thanks right. to our buddy Mike Manalo from the Nerds of Color. Right. And yeah, and good. Good. Mike, have an excellent time. It would... It would be interesting if they did any like big reveals because they've been trending out of doing their big reveals at Comic Con, as we know, for their own convention, their own, you know, for D23 and blah, blah, blah. But maybe out of like whatever goodness of their hearts or acknowledgement of what a terrible time it's been, they'll go back, you know? I mean, I would, I would assume we would get um, the, one, I think we would get the kind of forever trailer. It has to be. Yeah. And so I've heard it's going to be, Again, another Reddit potential rumor that Brittany people, is our uh, official Reddit correspondent. This I'm week not on even Reddit. on Reddit. I just happened to see it because people post them on Twitter. So apparently, there's going to be the Fantastic Four panel. Well, we'll or no, that was apparently a D23 now. So it's going to be a Wakanda Forever, apparently Deadpool, Guardians. I think there's going to be some of the Marvels stuff, and then there's like Secret Invasion. I think there's one other Disney Plus show. And then apparently they're going to be announcing um, a Wonder Man movie. But the thing is, I've heard two different actors who are going to be up for this. <laughs> That's role. the one I don't believe. I believed everything you just said until that part. <laughs> I know. That one I think is a rumor. I think the other things are going to happen. But it's. Um, no one likes Wonder Man so that the, much. So both <laughs> of the Henrys are attached as rumor actors. Of- when you say both, you mean Cavill and Golding? Yes. Oh, those really? The, <laughs> yes, yes. The Henrys. Um, those are the wow. two attached to that potential announcement. Remember when I said uh, Henry as Hercules at would have yeah. been the ultimate troll last I had, week? I, I feel like Henry as too. Wonder Man is is the second troll. Yeah, because he missed it. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm. yeah. So I had hoped Henry was gonna be Hercules. Um, but I ended up liking who they revealed as Hercules, anyways. But um, yeah. So those are the two. Uh actors so they, what they should do Man. is announce a century movie with henry cavill that would be the ultimate oh, troll <laughs> yeah because century sucks that like, <laughs> it would be a troll well it would be a troll because like marvel even... would would make a sucky character like the century be this like lunchbox character with henry cavill that warner brothers could not do with fucking superman that's what i mean by somehow yeah. marvel would crack the code with a shitty character like century with Henry Cavill that Warner Brothers couldn't. Okay, I mean, all that sounds reasonable about Comic-Con, and I'm glad 
if that i'm glad if that is true except yeah the wonder man <laughs> I, I bet that was made up just for to add confusion and Although, if you're you if know, you're Harry wrong you'll come back not? next week and eat your shoes right that that's Harry, yeah i've got extra shoes to eat <laughs> It, Henry Cavill is too, you know, you can't, you, there, there's like some rule of, you, you can't slope down from Superman to Wonder Man in Marvel. <laughs> this Wonder Man is so C-list well, as far as Marvel Here's the thing. Goes. Fucking Batman is a D-list villain in the Marvel Universe. Twice. About? <laughs> Michael Keaton is the vulture and Christian Bale is Gore the God Butcher. Like that's a come down from fucking Batman. Henry Cavill uh, could make Wonder Man work. Yeah. Their characters. yeah. Okay. Fine. <laughs> I, I think guess. the old rule, but that's the thing. That's where. That's how much Marvel has surpassed DC. That like you could take an A list DC, pass them in a C or D list role, and it's not considered a come down. You know, what I'm saying? Yeah, Christian okay. Bale was actually doing <laughs> press for this movie. <laughs> that's weird. I, I I guess I guess yeah. Your argument is strong there. <laughs> <laughs> Mainly because of mainly because of Gore the God Butcher. <laughs> just like, right. I never heard of that guy. Yeah, Gore the <laughs> God Butcher. They cast fucking Batman of all people. Come on, that's a yeah, that's I mean, a big big fucking deal. Where were we going? With oh, this? sorry, we were, we were sorry. just talking about we're, we're speculating. I didn't want to shit on Wonder Man people. Wonder Man's very interesting. He's L.A. and he's supposed to be like he'd be related to Vision. The Vision is the one that is supposed to be the crossover with Wonder Man. I know zero about Wonder Man, so I'm, I don't I'm, either. But that's the one of the Reddit rumors of the parent Holly well, channels. So yeah, we'll see. He's the he's the annoying LA actor one. You know how all the Marvel heroes are from New York. Here's this one guy. He's just like an annoying LA actor type. So in potentially a funny character, and he's yeah. super strong and indestructible, and shares some genetic material with Vision, or something, and was in the West Coast Avengers, and yeah looks like henry cavill but i'm not not gonna bite it anyway sorry <laughs> but it could it could happen who knows who knows they've done wackier things at their yes. panels these at are Comic-Con. all rumors i want to make clear i'm not saying that that's official but if it ends up being true marvel i don't know who's leaking your stuff because uh... <laughs> tom holland blame tom holland <laughs> well if yeah. you recall dominic it was three years ago this week when we were at the pool club in the hilton <laughs> Where we were As reading the internet when they announced Tony fucking Lang would be a bad guy in yep, the Marvel Universe. There were a lot so of weirder things have happened. Yep. All those things have happened. All so, those things came to pass, basically. So I, I'm assuming you're also not braving COVID version 12 or whatever to be among the masses at Comic-Con this year? No, I'm not going. I'll read about it on YouTube. Is this your first missed non-COVID Comic-Con well, they did. Several they years? did have the unofficial one last year, right? Right, right. In well, I don't count that one. I mean, oh, like yeah. the big, the big shindig in July at the convention center. Type yeah, thing. no, and it it used to be like a you know a big part of my life too. Is so I something I regularly went to enjoy it all the time, and so that's just one of those. I mean, it's definitely a COVID thing, just for me personally. Sure. Like, that's why i'm not hopping really, on a plane <laughs> yeah it's really not about so much safety as i'm not because of uh you know because of vaccines and just because of people getting it but getting less sick i'm not so worried about the strict safety thing at all it is just like going back to a huge crowd and i know like i would go back to concerts concerts are sort of a different animal i mean 
going back to I'm the huge crowd <laughs> yeah going back to something of that level my mind hasn't quite wrapped around it and it's fine because we can't we will probably watch it on the internet sure <laughs> what was your streak before 19 how many comic cons in a row did you attend i don't know i was like most of them since i was living in la which was most of the zeros <laughs> and wait most of the zeros you mean like the early most aughts? of the two two thousand okay aughts, yes. <laughs> i don't know eight or nine or ten i can't wow. I'm, I'm not sure enough that i don't know yeah i don't know Brittany. you've yet to no visit Comic-Con. one day that, that's on the bucket list it is yeah you don't have to do that one there are medium medium-sized ones which are just as much a thrill although i don't know if they're weird too now but <laughs> I say all this in the past tense. Yeah, yeah. Who knows when we'll all venture to a Comic-Con again. But everyone who is attending, be safe and enjoy your time. We'll watch all the trailers on YouTube, which which I've learned over the last few years was a better deal anyway, because as I mentioned, even when we were at Comic-Con, we ended up watching all the shit on our phones anyway. So yeah, it didn't I mean, really most matter. Most of it is trying to find a way to the pool or someplace <laughs> like that where you can sit and be comfortable. Let's be honest. <laughs> There's this thing of like a go and a mass and a huge crowd. And, and I guess part of the thing is like in a concert, you're all sort of facing the same direction. Comic Con is like everyone's facing different directions right. at once, looking at the thing behind you because there's stuff doing 360. And it's like, uh. yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like that scene in Miss Marvel 1, except about 12 to 20 times larger right. and things are actually falling on you and so anyway what was i saying so so half of it is like oh we're at the crowd okay let's find a place that's far from the crowd to like sit <laughs> and have a lemonade that's pretty much phones. my comic-con experience yeah so that, yeah. thanks Keith, for asking that made me feel better now i realize i don't miss it that much yeah my fomo has dissipated quite a lot actually in this well, we, conversation alone well talked about I'm, I'm glad you brought up avenger con and ms marvel <laughs> because that is the topic du jour. We finally got to the end of Ms. Marvel spoilers from here on out. Before we talk about episode six, Dominic, I know that you've missed the last few podcasts. Before you know, we discussed the finale, do you have any thoughts on all of the episodes that led up to the finale since you're holding a Ms. Marvel action figure in your hand yeah. as we speak? My little friend, Kamala. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, and again, forgive me for not knowing what y'all, everything about what y'all discussed. The because last Dominic doesn't times. listen to podcasts, he's not on. I'm not <laughs> saying that. I might not listen to them all the way through. But Please give us a rating and a review. You're right. I could at least do that. But I do that for plenty of podcasts, which I don't listen to. But now we're getting technical. Pro tip, give ratings to people, even if you don't listen to their stuff. It's yeah, not required. Particularly our podcast, but yes, anyway. Ours, people you like. That's a nice internet thing to do. If you just like them, you don't have to consume their stuff. Just Rate make their review. metrics go up. Anyway, That's right. well, sorry. That was not a big secret. <laughs> Much appreciated. I'm glad to be able to talk about Miss Marvel as a piece, a completed first series, because you know, we all didn't know exactly where it was going. And arguably reached a pretty high emotional arc in those like fourth or fifth episodes. And we were like, huh, how are you going to resolve this in the sixth one? <laughs> I still, I, it's definitely my favorite of the Marvel Disney Plus series so far for so many reasons, but not the superheroing specifically. Mm-hmm. Like one thing I think, one consistent thing is, can we say like the superhero action-y scenes have a kind of goofy spy kids ish kind of goonies like 
not that intensity kind yeah. of do you know what i mean i mean there and this one last one particularly got like kind of home alone-ish and <laughs> so and but that was fine because again it's a kids show and superhero shows do not necessarily have to be about people beating the tar out of each other all the time that doesn't have to be the main focal thing so anyway, and for so, what it's worth like not just ms marvel i feel like all of the marvel shows on disney plus the the aspect i like the least about all of them were the superhero stuff you know wandavision we've talked about ad nauseum i loved all of the like subversive sitcom mm-hmm. history shit the last episode where it was like you know splody splody I didn't care so much. Falcon and Winter Soldier. I liked the discussions about race and class and politics. The putting on the suit and splody splody. Didn't care for it so much, right? I think it's the kind of the pattern of all the Marvel Plus shows is that I love the character work. I love the, you know, interactions between folks. The action stuff. I like the interaction, not the action, you know? Mm-hmm. And also, I mean, but it. I mean, I think maybe like Hawkeye was the best at sheer splody splody, but also it's not just like volume of the action. It's like, you know, the intensity of the evil threat, mm-hmm. you know, it's like how much of a villain there is. I'm, I'm not talking like, uh, like it has to be action, 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 but like, sure. like how, how much of a, like a hero versus villain vibe are you getting? And again, even in Miss Marvel felt that less, didn't quite follow the whole clandestine Dylan's things but was more interested in her story as you know in her origin story yeah. in the old-fashioned way Brittany where, where are you on episode six we finally got to see Ms. Marvel in all her glory and kind of like battling a bad guy but not really because he wasn't that bad at the end of the day like yeah. what was your take on the finale I actually really enjoyed it for the most part but I do think that because they couldn't come up with like a definitive villain and just like Mm. sticking to that and you just kind of like like I I do agree that the clandestine stuff was like didn't need to be the main kind of or one of the main villains I think that if they just kept it you know damage control damage control and or specifically this lady and her unit being a little bit like a metaphor for ice and stuff like Mm -hmm. that if they had kept that the main crux of like who is the antagonist I feel like that would have worked better but I just feel like because they're trying to make sense for why you know she's gonna be in the Marvels. They I feel like they like like streamlined a lot of stuff to get to that, and that's my overall like downside of the show is that they streamlined too much to get to like okay she's gonna be in the Marvels, so let's make it make sense real quick why she's there. So that's like all these like stuff that they moved in faster that they didn't need that I feel like they shouldn't have had to. I would rather like have more of a slowed down building of her character in her neighborhood and her community because all that stuff is like the best part yeah is with her friends and her family and all the community but i still really enjoyed it for the most part but like i said i just think that's what really held back the show for the most part yeah i i'm with you guys i i think it's i don't know if it's my favorite marvel show but it's definitely oh, one no. of the top tier on disney plus i yeah. think my issue with the finale is the same thing that i had a few episodes back when we were f- first introduced to the clandestine and it's the the heel turn was kind of like out of nowhere and very sudden, right? Like, like Kamran's mom a couple episodes back was like really nice to her. And all of a sudden she's like, I'm going to kill you. And it was just like, mm-hmm. where did the turn come? And I think the same thing with Kamran. It was like, we're protecting Kamran, we're protecting Kamran. Now I'm, I'm bad. I'm going to blow everything up. Like what? Like we spent the first half of this episode protecting you for you to just like 
now I hate everybody. I'm going to let my powers blow, you know? And it was, it didn't feel earned like his heel turn. Yeah. And then, and then, you know, she brought him back to the light and he becomes a red dagger, I guess. So like, it was just like all of that, the kind of the swerve to the other swerve was just a little much that I didn't think was that great. And I, cause I liked Kamran as a character up yeah. until the finale, you know? And I kind of wish they just kept him as like the MacGuffin that they're keeping from dam, Like you said, just make damage control. Because at the end of the day, like him losing control of his powers kind of justifies why damage control is there. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you're kind of making them making them sympathetic, but you're you're justifying their reason for existence. But keeping him as the MacGuffin, keeping him safe, then you make damage control the bad guys. You know what I mean? But for him to like lose control and like, I'm going to blow this shit up. And it was just like, oh, now you've yeah. like lost the plot and damage control should have been there all along. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then completely skip the part where he actually got away later on, like met someone at the harbor. I thought that was going to be a big scene, but it wasn't <laughs> a big scene. And yeah, and camera, I asked the camera was cool. Is, is that he was like he was like the bad boys, like the guy you, you know with the you, you shouldn't get with, but he's like so charming, like yeah. like that has a cool dynamic. So when he goes all the way over and just like uh, rage smashing everything, yeah, with my light powers, which by the way again also aren't that satisfying to watch a few people with big making big light play-doh constructions at each other <laughs> you got to see kamala and biggin i mean it oh. wasn't quite the same yeah. but let's let's talk about that <laughs> let's do it what, yeah, what, what, what you so she never fully became the comic version but they did hint at it she said in biggin she got big her limbs got you know elongated and whatnot oh, was that satisfying only, for not you only did a... she say ambiguous she delivered it <laughs> she, she went with in the style of the steve rogers meaningful mother right <laughs> and sold it a difficult word coming out of nowhere <laughs> that means nothing to people who've never like read the comments. right much yeah. like the word assemble. Why is he <laughs> saying that now? I don't know, but he's clearly feeling it. Anyway, that's what he's saying. So he's saying those two moments, great, great, great Marvel moments. But were you satisfied with the actual embiggening? That's the question. Well, I think that it worked for what they decided to do for the show. And I'm not even going to lie. I got emotional when she said embiggen because it was perfect. And I was like, oh, Iman is just so, she is really like, you know, regardless of what I've said, she really is like the best person to play Kamala. She's so great. So yeah, I did get a little, I got emotional when her mom gave her her suit. I was like, I'm crying. I'm only like five minutes into the show. So there was definitely emotional moments and stuff that hit hard for like people who at least read the book or just really like, you know, I don't know, or even maybe culturally, like that is something that, you know, reflects to you. Like there was definitely emotional moments and it was emotional, but it was still like, oh, I just wish that it was her exact powers. Like, you know, that's the only thing, but I liked it. I'm not sure if I'm on board with what she is. Well, let's get to that then, yeah. because I think, you know, one of the things that they've been saying that they're going to change her origins from the comics, and we've seen oh. some of that with the light powers rather than the stretchy powers. But the other big twist in episode six of Ms. Marvel is that not only is she not an inhuman, that word is never uttered. So the like the fake out with the Terrigen Mist cocoons from a couple episodes back was just that a, a red herring. There was no yeah. confirmation of her of her inhuman status. But in fact, they did confirm she's not a regular old human being. That she has 
uh, dun 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 mutation. Da, 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 da. I, know. I know when I heard <laughs> With the yeah. music when he said that and the music played, I was like, what? <laughs> So they are really working that X Men animated series theme song, are they not? That's that's twice it's been used strictly like at a, at a big moments to indicate what's happening. So here we are then, the first confirmation of mutants in the MCU, but it's with a character that's decidedly not a mutant in the comics. It has no ties to the X Men in the comics. Where do we stand yeah. as comic purists with this revelation that Kamala is a mutant? Well, when you first read her run, you kind of feel like, oh, she's probably going to end up being a mutant or something. But like, part of you, like, maybe she's actually a mutant, but, you know, obviously it's ends up being inhuman. But finding out that Sana wanted actually her originally to be a mutant makes a lot of sense because Wolverine does show up in the comics, I think, before she finds out she's inhuman. So it kind of makes sense a little bit, but at the same time, you're like, well, that's not really what she is in the comics. So you're just like, uh. Torn. Was there a reason she was not a mutant in the comics? I, I think because she came out during the period where Marvel was like trying to sideline the mutants because Fox's ownership and trying Meanwhile, to elevate the Inhumans. Uh, come back and bitch you in the butt there, Marvel. Huh? <laughs> you could have set that up really well, except for that period when you were mad at your own X-Men. Yeah, exactly, mm. exactly yeah oh. so that's pretty much why because they that's you know because at first they were gonna say that the maximoff twins were inhumans i don't know if you remember that they were gonna like say that they were inhumans and not I mean, that, that, that whole house are. of m thing right with the no more mutants was also like a, a a decree from on high because of of the i wouldn't even say conflict it was just like well we don't own the rights to make movies out of these characters so let's right. just stop publishing them essentially you know because they were pushing the humans for during that Hardcore. same period in That's the right. comics but then i guess they figured out they or whatever they did not make a good inhumans tv series so they're like okay yeah. back for the inhumans thing funny how that works hello people who have no idea what the hell we're talking about but what i find interesting though about like going with kamala as the mutant i mean i'm i'm less tied to her inhuman status i guess but again with the ties yeah. to captain marvel in the movies and everything it did feel like it would make sense because of the Cree connection and there was a speculation that the bangle belonged to a Cree because you see the big blue hand in the temple mm -hmm. so like for all of the you know talk about this is marvel's first mutant I, I mean i get like wanting to distance yourself from that horrible abc show but at the same time like the context of the marvels as you mentioned to me it just made sense to make her, to confirm she's inhuman and you still you know you you can you can you can do that without having to say and that scott buck show is canon you don't have to <laughs> you can still ignore the scott buck show yeah but you can still bring her in human I, I mean and they they had it yeah he wasn't the, right <laughs> yeah. you weren't afraid to bring mm -hmm. him back so why why make her a mutant yeah and i get that it was like a different earth but like you still kind of are like somewhere kind of there might be inhumans so it's just like why i don't know and then if they're gonna pretty much bring back all of the de the defenders it's like if you're gonna bring back every single defender then why can't you just make inhumans yeah. be a thing yeah i don't think it's been i didn't mean but, to say it's like a been a completely banned word like what can you clarify your argument keith do you, do you think <laughs> you, do you think there should be there should be some mention of of inhumans well no i'm i think i think what they they want to avoid the connection to that horrible show on abc right 
So they don't want to allude to, or and not even that, like even with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., they don't want yeah. to necessarily canonize Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which were the two shows that use Inhumans the most because, again, they couldn't say mutants. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> this yeah. is during that whole push of like, we're going to elevate Inhumans, elevate Inhumans, and now realize no one gives a shit about Inhumans. But in that process, they did create an Inhuman character that everyone gives a shit about, and that's Ms. Marvel. Right. So I just like, and yeah. to me, like my argument is not so much that like, I, I'm agnostic on her mutant slash inhuman status, but from a narrative perspective, mm-hmm. there's this whole tie to Captain Marvel. There's this whole tie to the Marvel's movie coming up. In, the Inhumans were created by Kree. Kree yeah, are a big more on part the inhuman side of than, yeah. like this. Like I don't yeah. get why why Kamala <clears throat> as the first mutant when you had Scarlet Witch. Like that would have mm-hmm. been a great yep. time to introduce the X-Men theme at the end of WandaVision. Or like we had the fucking X-Men theme in Multiverse of Madness. Why not confirm Scarlet Witch is the first yeah. movie, you know? Yes. So, I mean, I, again, I'm agnostic. I thought it was kind of a neat, like I didn't know, I was not expecting the mutation word, which is a word that they don't use in the Marvel Cinematic mm-hmm. Universe. And then for the- Except now. Except now, and for the animated theme to kick in. And it was like, oh, they're, they're going for it. This this is 100% uh, our first- taste of the x-men and without having to create a different universe to bring the x-men in to say that mutants exist in our well, i guess 616 i don't know how they're gonna i'm trying to figure out how they're gonna do it because deadpool is definitely in the mcu so i'm very curious how they're gonna be like well we're in the mcu now so that's interesting to me what's the issue <laughs> so i missed that <laughs> De- like because Deadpool's in the MCU now like 100% like in yeah so I'm just like how does that retroactively like, like as the first two movies what? are also in the MCU canon somehow without is he like a different earth or is he in like our earth I don't know if he's gonna be like I don't know like an incursion or he's like you know the different earths are <clears> combining <throat> so they're gonna bring back certain people from the X-Men movies and Deadpool and not everybody you know I don't know um, but he's definitely supposed to be officially in the MCU because he's his panel is a part of MCU Marvel's Hall H. Wait, thing. how That's did you get Deadpool? That's what I missed. Because Deadpool's oh, a mutant. Deadpool is a mutant, right? Yeah, so he would be the well, but you're mutant. saying that if he's if Deadpool 3 is in the MCU, that means his he's always been in the MCU. Is that what you're saying? And the how is that's why I'm like, yeah, how are they gonna make I mean it? I would assume that like they would treat Deadpool as a type work. of like almost like a you know, for lack of a better word, TVA character in the sense that he sits outside <clears throat> of like because he's able because of the whole fourth wall breaking, he's able to like sit outside the actual universe. I don't know. I don't know. Who the fuck knows? Yeah, like <laughs> I don't know. I forgot Blade is supposed oh, to be yeah. another panel. Right um, on. I forgot. I just remember that. I don't know why, but I just well, you know what? Hey, let's take a break, and then after the break, <laughs> let's do some more Marvel speculation because one of the things that what's clarif- maybe not so clarifying with the end of Ms. Marvel and last week's Thor: Love and Thunder is that Phase Four of the MCU is kind of rudderless. Maybe like we don't know where these movies are going if they're going anywhere. So let's and with Hall H on on the way. Let's take a break, come back, and kind of talk about where we think this phase of the MCU is going. 
Guess what? Goalie Nutrition is sponsoring Hard Knock Life, and you can go to goalie.com to buy apple cider vinegar gummies. They're ashwagandha gummies, super fruit gummies, and super greens gummies. And you get 10% off plus free shipping if you use the code HARDKNOCK at goalie.com. This is honestly, I've been taking the goalie gummies now for, for a couple weeks, and I have to say, they're tasty and they're good for you. Have you guys been enjoying the goalie gummies? I really like them. They're yummy, but it's a nice to add to my like routine of already like I normally take just straight vitamin C. So it's nice to have like extra supplements. For a long time, people have have praised the benefits of apple cider vinegar. And, you know, as someone who's had to like drink straight apple cider vinegar sometimes when I'm not (laughs) feeling well or, you know, I have some joint pain and your mom is like, drink some apple cider vinegar. Mm. It's not the most appetizing home remedy let's just say no, right. it tastes horrible it's so, like the apple cider part is like ooh, does it taste like apple cider it's like no it tastes like vinegar but acv is very good for you and the fact that goalie has been able to put the acv into these tasty little gummies made with pectin and fruit peels which make them vegan which is cool so if you're vegan you can still rock these gummies because everyone knows gummies are usually made out of like gelatin and nasty shit this these are made out of complete non-gmo gelatin-free gluten-free vegan ingredients and you can get the benefits all of the benefits of apple cider vinegar taking these tasty delicious convenient gummies so go to goalie.com and use the code hard knock that's h-a-r-d-n-o-c just like the podcast you're listening to get 10 percent off your purchase of goalie products and free shipping it's a much better delivery device for that apple cider vinegar yeah these goalie gummies are great you get it and it's it's a delicious little candy and i've been enjoying the super fruits one i did feel kind of refreshed after taking a few of those yeah no but i'm loving them so far and they're definitely tasty if you just want tasty gummies at least just (laughs) eat them for the the, like the yummy yeah Yeah. so go to goalie.com use the code hard knock h-a-r-d-n-o-c get 10 percent off your purchase and free shipping at goalie.com with the code hard knock hard knock life is being sponsored by athletic greens I want to talk to you about Athletic Greens. With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. Basically all the things. One of the best things about Athletic Greens is that it's lifestyle-friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. It also contains less than one gram of sugar and no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything, and it still tastes good. Athletic Greens uses the best of the best products based on the latest science with constant product iterations and third-party testing. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day, that's it. No need for a million different pills or supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is partnering with Hard Knock Media to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com emerging. That's athleticgreens.com emerging to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, and we're back. We are just days away from Marvel's Hall H panel where... A lot of people are speculating Kevin Feige will finally tell us what all of these movies and TV shows are leading up to because this section of a Marvel phase is a big deal movie, whether it's yeah Avengers or Civil War or Black Panther, whatever. But now, like, Thor Love and Thunder didn't really set, like, the next stage because I don't think 
Thor versus Hercules is where the Marvel Cinematic Universe is going, right? We thought there was going to be all this like multiverse yeah. time travel shit, but they kind of like are branching out in their own thing. Like, where is phase four going? And is phase four ending anytime soon? Because what's phase five? <laughs> you know like, what I mean? Like, I feel like there's like 20 movies in phase four. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I do feel that probably going to be some semblance of like the secret. That's Wars, the assumption. Just because. Jonathan Majors is in, you know, Ant-Man and the Wasp and the Quantum, Quantumania, as well as obviously being on Loki. And, you know, so I feel like that's part of it for sure. I just don't know what else they would be doing. I hope they're not going to do a Civil War too. <laughs> right. <laughs> that would be cheap. <laughs> yeah. I just, I don't know. I know there's, they could just kind of do whatever and just tell stories. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's true too. Right. Have, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm for that. I thought Feige dropped a pretty big hint the other day that it was gonna that it was gonna be Secret Wars down the road, end of whatever phase they decided is four or five or four point five. Um, but when I say that, like it's you know it's sort of a self generating hint because that's what Secret Wars is what people Expect. think it is anyway because that's yeah. the event that comes to mind. And mm-hmm. yeah, and also, but I'm. Curious, because can we talk about that Secret Wars thing for a while? Let's get a little nerdy. Because like the, because when the people heard it now, the recent one, which came out like 2016, 2015. Right. There are two Secret Wars. There are two Secret Wars. <laughs> the one, okay, shall we do the first one or the second one first? I'll do the second one because the second one is just because it's sort of, it's a very thinky piece. It's kind of religious it's sort of modeled after Game of Thrones and it's not, I'm just saying it's not necessarily an easy adapt except for the premise that it's all the universes coming together at once, which is sort of what's, if anything is happening in the current phase four, that's something we can say is happening. Mm-hmm. All the universes With are the coming together. Right, right, right. So they start overlapping, but there's this very tangled political story, I'll say. Whereas the first year wars was this kind of like beautifully simple thing of like, they assembled a team of the big superheroes and a team of super big supervillains and they just, fought for 12 issues and <laughs> it was stupider and also kind of more satisfying in a way so i just wonder um that's why i'm wondering out loud as a comic books fan well and because that's where i feel like phase four feels rudderless because at least in the first movie with the first phase leading up to avengers you kind of sense that right because you had sam jackson show up and recruit uh-huh. rdj and you had all this kind of like, oh, this is leading up to something, even with Thanos at the end of Avengers being the signal for the next phase of movies. That okay, now this this first phase is leading up to the forming of the Avengers. This next phase is leading up to the fight with Thanos, right? But if you take like the post-credit sequences and all of like the like the hints dropping throughout all of the TV shows and movies, and that's the other thing, like it's not just six movies, it's also like six TV shows. So that's like instead of 12 hours of content you're talking about like mm-hmm. 60 hours of content in phase four which is like a whole but it's you're getting the comics problem where like people are just like this is too much shit for me mm-hmm. to keep up with to even care about any kind of end game level final movie right mm-hmm. but if you look at all the threads are picking up yes the time travel stuff and the multiverse stuff feels like the most relevant to a secret wars type culminating event specifically with jonathan majors is kang the conqueror but there's also like seemingly the formation of the young Avengers, right? There's like that whole series of yeah. events. There's also the forming of the Thunderbolts, seemingly with with 
Julie Louis well, Dreyfus. Maybe they're gonna do X Men versus, <laughs> and now it's uh, X Men versus Avengers, Avengers, which is potential, right? So, and I mean, that would be awesome. There's a lot of stuff, kind of like that they're planting seeds for, which may or may not eventually bear fruit. And I just wonder, like, does it matter at the end of the day? Like, is this a problem that only the MCU can even have because they were like the only organization that can create these? you know cinematic universes we've we've seen the mm. start and ends of many a cinematic universe mm. and no one has been as successful as marvel so yeah i mean this is kind of only a problem they can have right yeah um i don't know i'm trying to have a little bit more faith um in it that it's gonna you know come into something awesome but i also feel like they're at a point where they're popular enough to just tell stories whatever they want they don't and especially because now they introduce multiverse stuff and timeline changes that I feel like they're not beholden to be so like, this must be this way so that this can happen. Like they don't have to do mm-hmm. that anymore. I don't think, um, I know they're still trying to do it, but I feel like they don't have to. They could just let people create and, you know, tell some awesome stories. I don't know. We'll see. I think it does kind of matter only in the sense that that's how the comic books work too. And I'm not trying to be precious about the comic books, but the um, there's there's this like cyclical energy that happens between the big events. We all yeah. we as fans remember the big events: Secret Wars, Crisis, not Secret Wars Two, but anyway, Fall of the Mutants. These are these are big deals. And of course, of course, it became too much when they're having one every year. We all got like when they were having an event every single year, we're like overexposed. However, the cinematic universe doesn't have quite that problem because they can't do it at that rate. They get to manufacture one of these big coming together picnic events every five or six years at best. Mm-hmm. And that's cool. And I think it's important because, well, you know, I'm sure there are comic book fans who are all totally sick of the events also. But as someone who liked them, I like the idea that, yes, we would go in these different places, but every five or six years, we'd get together for that picnic and fight off whatever the giant monster is of that year. Um, and But you say that as someone who didn't love Love and Thunder last week. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't really like Love and Thunder at all. <laughs> I think it will go down as lesser Waikiki, which is still yeah. pretty good, but lesser on the Waikiki sure. scale. Well, so let me let me ask you that. Like, I mean, like I said, the fact that a movie that is, you know, Thor: Love and Thunder, at the very least, was divisive amongst folks, right? Like, there are people who absolutely hate it, and there are people yeah. who absolutely love it, right? There's no middle ground on Love and Thunder, which is interesting because I'm probably in the middle ground on it. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it, right? I liked it. Okay. There you go. I didn't love it, but I liked it just because there's a little bit of things sure. that I would have tweaked. But the thing that really was like, okay, I like this movie was that Brett Golding. Golding. <laughs> <Hercules>. <laughs> okay. in the MCU now. <laughs> but, you know, I feel like the, those last few movies haven't, there hasn't necessarily been a home run, right? Like Eternals, as much as I liked Eternals, did not set anybody's world Definitely on Definitely not a home run. You know, <laughs> objective metrics. Black Widow was not a home run. Right. I think Shang-Chi honestly is the best. Is so considered probably. I didn't love it when it came out. I didn't want to say anything. Upon revisiting, I like Tony Lung, and that's pretty much all I like about that. I like Tony Lung in the bus fight upon reflection of Shang-Chi. Sorry if I revoke my Asian card, but <laughs> even Shang-Chi is not, I think, top tier Marvel. I'm sorry to say. They 
I don't think it's top tier, but I actually really, I liked it a lot. And Multiverse of Madness. I like those two the most, I think. Mm-hmm. But they have not had a home run. In, Is it fair since, to say? like Since Endgame. I mean, No Way Home, I guess, yeah. was like financially a home run. But again, upon they're reflection. All, they're, you know, they're self-sustaining because they have a hype machine. They're all going to be well, you know, get get make good money and all that stuff we understand go on with it go on Keith no I'm just asking but like the fact that like phase four has been a string of movies that have to to quote the kids have been mid I'll just say right like they're not like if I were to rank the the MCU like all the movies that have come out in the last two years are all jumbled in the middle of the ranking system right there hasn't been a endgame level or even winter soldier level movie since endgame you know but yeah, but I don't want to confuse the things with there has to be a headed towards endgame thing and the quality movies. There, there could definitely, there could definitely be great movies that have nothing to do with the big story arc. I am rooting for the big story arc. But I guess what I'm asking is like this is kind of like where we are in this phase of the Marvel universe with like the movies not being home runs. Like, and again, you don't always have to hit a home run. That doesn't mm-hmm. mean anything either. But like you have all these kind of like mid-level movies and then you have all these TV shows that I think have been varying degrees of successful, but nothing has been like mind blowing, you know? And I guess what I'm asking is like, is that even a fair thing to ask for a franchise like the MCU to give us like something mind blowing every time? Or is it, is it okay to just kind of get like mid-level stuff? Kind oh of my God! What along. are you saying? Of course, it's a fair thing to ask. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's why I'm asking. We that I mean, you, it's a fair thing to I, ask. Am I making sense though? Like, I mean, is this, is this kind of yes, like? Kind of. Should we even be concerned about this shit? Or like, this is just a reason to do a podcast? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's because it's like it feels rudderless that you're like, oh, no, these movies are hitting yet. If that's why, because mm. you don't know where like their vision is. But I don't know. I do feel like it's okay to ask for your comic book movies to also be you know decent movies or like you know like obviously not everything's going to be the batman the batman has been the best honestly comic book movie released this year the batman's the best yeah i mean i think that's a great example because like the definition of rudderless is the dceu right like there is absolutely nothing piloting that ship anywhere in any direction however three of the best comic book movies in the last few years have been the batman the suicide squad and birds of prey like mm-hmm. those three movies not connected whatsoever not one of them's not even in the same universe right but i feel like quality level those three movies have knocked it out of the park like mm-hmm. home run if not a triple suicide squad maybe a triple but birds of prey and the batman are clear home runs yes they're not leading to anything but i think standing alone they're way better than anything Marvel's put out in the last three in the same period. Is that fair? Yeah. Uh, yes, that's an interesting one-to-one comparison. I didn't think about it that way, but I mean, just in terms of like just yeah. cinematic filmmaking, satisfying storytelling, I would rewatch Birds of Prey five times before I watch Shang Chi again. Okay. <laughs> How many Asian cards do you have to revoke, Keith? Well, hey, Kathy Ann, we, did, you you are the author of a, Birds of Prey, the most Asian American comic book. Movie. Yeah, that one made it. That one made it oppositional, as if they can't coexist, like Birds <laughs> of Prey or Shang Chi. Anyway, no, but I'm just that was more of a DC Marvel, not you know bad yeah. Asian, good Asian. But <laughs> yeah, no, I mean the okay, cool. There's, 
it's it's cool that Marvel does need to get to back to its events planning thing. And yes, they could have some more. Yes, the the last couple Marvel movies lacked individual style, and then you you do want to bring like in actors who are telling you know interesting self-contained stories. Yeah, I mean, so it's ironic that the next one and coming up is Ryan Coogler, a Black Panther movie by Ryan Coogler, yeah, who yeah, yeah. arguably is the most, at least in the top three, of the most like distinctive filmmaking voices that has you know done a Marvel movie so far. And to your point, like Wakanda Forever is probably the most like I'm the most interested in that movie by far mm-hmm. for yeah. all the reasons we talked about at the beginning of the podcast. Like, what the fuck is it? Like, what are they going to do with this movie? in the post Chadwick Boseman era. Like, is it an ensemble pick? Is it somehow, you know, going to be rechristening a new Black Panther? Like, we don't know anything about this movie. And that's what makes it fascinating because it's also being filtered through the lens of Ryan Coogler. Like, if anyone you trust to tell the story would be him. And so, yeah, I'm not saying that, like, Marvel is, like, this is definitely not one of those, like, what is wrong with Marvel podcasts? Because there's plenty of them to listen to. But I'm just, like thinking about to your point marvel has like their event planning has been what sets them apart because if you were just to compare one to one movie to movie like the dc movies have been better i was just say like recently the reason <laughs> that's what i'm saying in this phase in this in the last two years and also i think like the event planning is up against are they able to going to be able to do that economically again there's all these like big forces like we're not going to be able to get that, those big actors on those big contracts you know right visual effects business we're like we're like <laughs> really working them to death yeah so There's much so that economic... like people, the vfx people are starting to get pissed at like everybody yeah. <laughs> like making There's fun of them all now, these yeah. economic things that are well, starting to snowball i think the problem too now is marvel is putting out so much stuff that they aren't giving the visual effects people enough time to actually work on one project and get it done in yeah. pristine and then work on the next yeah, one sure which, which if they <laughs> you know maybe reduce their output right now maybe it would be a little bit more crisper and neat i yeah. i don't know yeah. but something because i still like and enjoy these movies like i've not had a bad time watching any of these movies so far i would say that even if some of them i'm just like okay it was just okay mm-hmm. i never i haven't had a bad experience at watching any of them but yeah they don't hold like the batman has still been like my favorite you know right movie so far of this of this i mean it's, it's clearly like the old adage of quality versus quantity right like <laughs> yeah you want quantity marvel is gonna give you quantity because like there's still we said black panthers is the next, it's not true she hulk is the next thing because again the tv shows and the movies are all existing in the same space yeah and you know that's that's the other thing that makes phase four so wild is that like i said earlier it's not 12 hours of content it's 60 hours yeah. of content that you have to keep up with yeah and it's funny i mean the fear that perhaps there is is like it's becoming more like a soap opera experience than uh, waiting for an exciting movie event experience because we're talking like people used to talk about soap operas yeah oh, did you catch you what happened on that episode that like related to that type of thing that happened there and it's, it's and that's just out of volume again it's right. being on all present all the time you always take issue when i say this dominic but like the trick of the mcu franchise the the, the greatest trick they pulled off is like turning a movie franchise into a television series like the MCU has been the longest running, most expensive television series of all time, particularly now that you can just binge all the movies and TV shows 
on one exactly. streaming service. You could start with yeah. Iron Man and literally stream every component of the Marvel Cinematic except for Spider-Man on Disney Plus, <laughs> <laughs> right? And and watch it like you would watch like the way people watch like fucking 30 hours of The Office back to back. You could do yeah. the same thing with yeah. the Marvel movies, you know? Yep. And what does that say that like, now that Marvel is, is actually making TV shows, right? If you don't count the stuff that Marvel Studios didn't produce and you, you know, you count starting WandaVision through Ms. Marvel, now She-Hulk, like not only was the MCU the, the most expensive, greatest television series of all time, now they actually have real TV. And so you got, you got these like 30 minute, 45 minute episodes that you got to keep up with on top of the oh, two, cool. three hour movie. So it's, it's a lot to sit down and try to binge through. Yeah, and I can understand people who have kind of checked out because it is a lot, uh, even though, like I still said, the only thing that I really am just like, I don't really care for at all was Falcon and the Winter Soldier mm-hmm. and what if. But yeah, like it, it is a lot for people to just be like, okay. Yeah, like do I have much. to watch Moon Knight, you know, or do I have to watch yeah. Ms. Marvel? And it's like, I mean, Ms. Marvel, yes, if you want to have any like connection to what the Marvels is going to be, I'm sure you need to watch. But it, like I said this last week, the Marvels doesn't come out for another year. So that last yeah, end scene and- with Brie Larson, will people even remember it a year from now? Yeah, but like this is the only, I think, show so far that had this character will return in mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. or maybe it did for WandaVision and I didn't remember maybe but, but I don't remember yeah I don't remember but I do remember like it says Miss Marvel will return in the Marvels like this is the first time they said that so obviously now it's like okay there's some semblance and then we know Deadpool's coming in so like the mutant thing we're kind of like okay but everything else is still kind of like I have no yeah. idea yeah. yeah, so since you brought it back to the Marvels, and while we were talking about speculating about the future events and the direction of it all, for me, I hope the Marvels is the next big, what do you want to call it, event one, the a benchmark mm-hmm. one. I don't know if this is true. To my eye, it just looks like that one because... Well, because I'm that weirdo who loves Captain Marvel. I know a lot, not many people like that movie. I'm I I really like it. Thank you. Some some of us are with Captain Marvel, but it has, but it, it's I mean it's cosmic for one thing. It has the newest, coolest character in in the family. It's like I don't know. It just it it's got that team up aspect because they'll have you know all the various Captain Marvels and Monica and Bo and blah blah blah. And mm-hmm. I, they could fight Galactus or something like that. I mean, it just has this scope where it that could be a big deal. And it is like very interesting choice of director. I don't know, like, I'll just say, like, I don't know her work enough, but like, she knows like at least like scary thrills and chills. Anyway, this is my rambling to say, like, I hope that Marvels is, is that moment. I know it may just be another like episodic kind of step along yeah, the yeah. road. I don't think it should, but be. at the very least, it's a culmination of the TV shows, right? Right, and also it has the freaking word Marvels in it, so like it's one I think they would want to sell. It's a culmination of the TV shows because at least we'll put a bow on the Monica Rambeau stuff from WandaVision, and of course, the Ms. Marvel yes. end credit scene. Which thank god that end credit scene happened because if, if you didn't listen last week, Dominic, I made a wager with Brittany that if Brie mm. Larson does not appear on the finale. I will eat a shoe, and ah. the whole show happened, <laughs> and it cut to credits. And, like, and there was no Brie Larson. I was like, "Fuck, which shoe am I going to eat on camera next oh, week?" Cool. Fortunately, <laughs> there was a mid-credit sequence where Brie Larson showed up. So there was no counter yes. penalty. I mean, Brittany, were you were 
betting against her during were you or are you just betting with <laughs> I, I wasn't full on like i we didn't make a like, no no, no, a, no. you yeah. know a, it, it doesn't count if it's a mid credit like you know we didn't do anything <laughs> like that if we if we had then yeah that probably yeah, i would i would be eating those shang chi air jordans i have in the closet right now right so it's great I'm, i mean i'm just gonna pick on one thing you said like i don't like i think part of the problem is like we're like trying to put a bow on little threads from what happened last time mm -hmm. and my my hope for the marvels is not that it's that these characters you know surge forward towards something unexpected and great yeah, yeah. not you know not picking up on all their plot threads and you know and and tying them up right because ultimately the mc shouldn't be a soap opera is what yeah. you're saying yeah it's like let's have them like just let's have galactus just show up that's basically what i'm saying <laughs> and let's let's deal with it well i mean i think one of the rumors you may have mentioned it is that we'll potentially get some fantastic four news so that might even lead to yeah, our, that's i think that's more for d23 but in the, in the I, next few months we'll yeah have more clarity um, and I probably have to say that kit harrington is supposed to be officially announced in the cast of blade oh which uh, makes sense and apparently this is another rumor so for those of you who are our official reddit voice, correspondent Brittany monet yes do -do 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 -do. If, breaking news if you are <laughs> if you are like me and a fan of the boys anthony Starr is rumored to be dracula oh yeah that's homelander right yes that's homelander for those who don't know what his actual he's a mean dude name. he is i love the boys the well great. with that was nerd pop and Brittany Monet? Oh, nothing really. I don't know. I don't have anything new this week, but I did see one of my favorite uh, Canadian bands, Bearings, play on Friday. So that was a lot of fun. Nice. I love. I love your nerd pop. It is always some like band you see at a concert. So if I don't have anything, <laughs> you're yeah. always you got yeah. something. Yeah, I have another one coming up next Sunday. Dominic, anything nerd popping? Oh well, I'm just gonna mention another thing about Miss Marvel. Did you guys talk about the music? The music in Miss Marvel is wonderful. Oh, the yeah, soundtrack is great. I'm so excited that Riz Ahmed exists in the MCU. Like as Riz Ahmed, as one half of the Sweatshop Boys, is mm -hmm. my favorite part of the MCU. That Riz Ahmed exists, and he is a rapper and celebrity within the reality yeah. of the Marvel. Yeah, and they get to talk about it because it's, it's <laughs> the thing they actually talk about. The characters talk about, like they're actually talking about music in the world. Sorry, that's a big uh, yeah. tell me. And the song they closed episode five with, I guess, for two June or something. And you know, all these uh, Pakistani artists I'm not familiar with, but I'm getting familiar with them. It's great, lively, cool soundtrack. And yourself, Keith? I've been so fascinated by the images from the JW Space Telescope, the James Webb Space Telescope, the Just Wonderful mm -hmm. Space Telescopes. If we don't want to honor james webb but have you guys been like i'm not into astronomy like because i have no like scientific background at all like just reading about it makes my head hurt and i don't get that i'm looking at like billions of years of galaxies and, and, and they're just pretty pictures and stuff you know but i am so fascinated by these images are you guys like at all do you give a shit about these images i haven't seen them you haven't looked at really, them they're all like, over the place I mean, my background right I, now is it yeah no i just haven't really looked at them and i i don't know i know chris evans was geeking out about them the other day because he's he's super into that yeah it's it's so, so like fascinating how about you dominic is it anything for you the, these images of deep space yeah, they're awesome. Okay. All right. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> they're awesome. What else? <laughs> but there is a website that 
compares the photos from Hubble from like decades ago to the most recent JWST photos and you can like slide cross and see like just how clear it's like when you go from VCR to like 4k it's just that kind of clarity in the images it's also like when you go from like i'm just a speck in the universe to i'm, I'm a microscopic <laughs> speck in the universe it, yes exactly <laughs> you know, yeah and then you realize nothing really matters at all nothing yeah else that's kind of what i was going for yeah but they're cool a, yeah great metallica song by the way nothing else matters what i thought you were singing um bohemian rhapsody oh no that too that's nothing really matters. <laughs> that's true i said nothing really matters and not nothing else matters at the end of the day, none of us matter because we are just space matter. I don't know. This is a very bad ending to the podcast. So we'll just <laughs> we'll just end it there. Brittany Monet, how can people find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram and whatnot at hi Brittany Monet. Um, you can also check out at Naomi Podcast, which is the backlog now of the Naomi Podcast, Black Lightning Podcast, and then any future episodes of the Lituation Room with me and Nate, basically. Dominic? Oh, on Twitter, Instagram, I'm Dama, D-O-M-M-A-H. You can find me on Twitter at the real Chow, the underscore real underscore Chow, and follow me on Instagram at RealKeithChow. Follow the Nerds of Color at the Nerds of Color and go to hardknockmedia.com to follow this and all of the podcasts in the Hard Knock family. Give us a rating and a review if you do. Check out our videos at youtube.com slash the nerds of color and donate to our Patreon at patreon.com slash the nerds of color. Until next time, be safe, wear a mask, have fun at Comic Con. Exactly.